to hear an anointed, powerful word that will change your life from Treasure Coast Victory Center. Be blessed as your faith goes from one level of glory to another level of glory. I'm just going to ramble this morning. Is that all right? Yeah. All right, go to James. I want to show you about the kingdom life this morning. One of the very, very keys is this new creation we've been talking about that will keep you stable. Say stable. stable. I'm telling you, the best life you can live is a stable life, a life where you're not up, not down, not worried, not fearful, then overjoyed, then underjoyed, then no joyed, then everything else, praise God, and you go around and around in circles. You've got to become stable. All right, James Gospel, Chapter 1. It says, first one, it says, James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ to the 12 tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience, but let patience have her perfect work, that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, this is a scripture most of us had read before. None of us want to do it. None of us like this scripture at all. But notice what it tells you. It tells you that the trials and troubles are going to come into your life. It's a natural thing for each and every one of us. Everybody, basically, who's on this earth runs into problems. They run into attacks. They run into different things. Here it says when they come, you're supposed to do what with them? It never said grumble, complain, whine. It said count them what? Count them all joy. Now, how many know that's, that's good to say? And if you're having a trial, I can tell you to count it all joy. But if I'm having a trial, I don't want anybody telling me to count it all joy. Come on, is that the truth? Yeah. Tell me to enjoy it one more time. I'm going to smack you, man. I don't yeah, because trials and tribulations are going to come. But notice, here it says basically about your faith. Say, my faith. my faith. So it says, knowing this, the trying of your faith works patience. That word patience is consistently, constantly the same. That's what that word means. So I'm going to be consistently, constantly the same, whether I'm in a trial, out of a trial. Run into a trial, don't run into a trial. Run into a problem, don't run into a problem. I want to be the same yesterday, today, and forever, because how many know that's the way Jesus was when he walked here on the earth? So here it says, basically, you will run into trials, you will run into different things. Okay, go to Mark chapter 11. All right, Mark chapter 11, look at verse 22. It says, And Jesus answering said unto them, Have faith where? So here's Jesus with his disciples. He's saying, hey, because the fig tree just dried up. They got all excited about it. And he said, you need to have faith in who? You must have faith in who? Now notice what it says. It says, has faith in God. As long as your faith stays in God, you will be stable because God never changes. But we have been taught to have faith in the works of God. Come on. You know, I grew up in the faith movement. I came through the faith movement, and here's my faith movement. I'm understanding faith, and I'm going to walk by faith and not by sight, and I believe I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet, and I wake up one morning, and I don't know what semi-truck it was, but it ran over me last night. And I get up in the morning, and, and what do I do? I, first I say, I rebuke you. Get out of my life. I rebuke you. And by noon, I felt twice as worse as I did before I rebuked it. Anybody ever been there? Yes. 
So what happened? So, that, so then I started getting upset, and I started thinking, well, what did I do wrong? I wonder what I did wrong to cause this, because I'm supposed to be walking in divine health. I, I'm, in the, I'm a faith person. I walk in divine health all the time. And I started feeling a little guilty about the whole thing. My gosh, that shouldn't be this way. And I said, what, what the heck am I doing wrong? So I repented about everything that I needed to, even if it wasn't sin. Amen. I burped at the table, Lord. I'm sorry. Why? Because, because something was wrong. I had symptoms in my body, and I walk in divine health, and this is the way it should be. So I was guilty for a while. Then after being guilty for a while, I started getting a little upset with God. Hey, Buster Brown, you told me that I'm healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. You told me to rebuke it, and I rebuked it. And I'm not healed from the top of my head to the soles of my feet. And then you start thinking about all these people who got up and testified. Oh, I simply started coming on my body, and I rebuked it, and it left in Jesus' name. Yay, yay, Come on, make it any sense this morning? Yeah, I said, give me a break. You probably weren't sick to begin with. Dear God, probably don't know what a symptom is. So I got confused in all this stuff, but I had found I had shifted my faith in healing and out of God. See, we can have faith in the works of God, the miracles of God, the, the monies of God, the peace of God, but what do we do when that doesn't happen? Do we lose our faith in everything, or do we keep our faith in God, who it should have been in, in the first place? Are you following me? So as soon as my deadline comes, i got to have rent by Tuesday. Come on, Tuesday. Come on. Let me check the mailbox. Come on, come on. And you go out and open the mailbox, and all you got is another ad. And you'd say, Lord, it's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. It's Tuesday. I know there's no time up there, but there is time down here. And my rent's due. And that, that's it. The heck, I ain't talking to that pastor. That pastor at church don't know nothing. I ain't going to that church anymore. I've had it. God, he tells me about all this stuff that God does this. And God, God don't do this. God, why? Because your faith, come on now, was in the work of God, not in God. If your faith was in God, you'd say, praise God. I don't care. Be here tomorrow anyway. God never lies. Glory to God. I'm just going to keep walking by faith and not by sight. I'm not going to go anywhere. I'm not going to get guilty. I'm not going to worry. Why? Because I know God and God said it. And I'm going to have my faith in God rather than in the works of God. Because every time something doesn't happen when we think it should happen, we either start blaming God, we either get guilty, or we want to quit. Anybody ever want to quit? Yeah. 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 All the time. It didn't happen. It didn't work. It, what's wrong? What's wrong here? But notice, it tells you to have faith in your trials. Anybody can have faith on a sunny day. You got faith? Yeah. Money's good. Feel great. Everything's good. I got some strong faith today. How do you know? Until the rain cloud shows up, until the sprinkles start coming down. Now, if you learn to count it all joy when trials and tribulations come into your life, because you know with faith in God you're going to win every time, you can have a little joy even while you're in them and going through them, because my faith is not in a miracle, it's not in a healing, it's not in a deliverance, it's in God. So I'm going to stay in God. Now, if I stay in God, I'm going to keep my joy. I'm going to keep my peace. He ain't going to change. He ain't going to retract something he said. He ain't going to do anything. So I'm going to have faith in God. Well, the faith movement, in a way, I misunderstood it or something. I started having faith in prayer being answered or not answered, you see. I mean, how do you know how much weight you can lift unless you actually... Well, I can lift 500 pounds. Let's see you. Well, just take my word for it. No, I ain't going to take your word for it. I want to see you do it. And then when you lift it, you can get it up there. You know that you have the ability 
to lift 500 pounds, see, and you have the ability, but you didn't know that until you had some resistance, until there was something there that you had to push up and do it, and in the middle of that, you had, I mean, you better have faith, especially if you're lifting it here, and it's right above your head, see, so basically, these things come, and they're going to come in our life, they're going to come, I was taught, you just never have a problem, never have this, never sick, never down and out, never have a chance to be depressed, never have it, and I said, that's hogwash, because I'm waking up depressed every day, and I'm a man of faith and power. I'm confessing it. I'm a man of faith and power. I'm a man of faith and power. I'm a man of faith and power. See, because every time something didn't line up with what I was believing for and the timing of it, I didn't walk in faith anymore. See, I thought faith expired. 10 o'clock Tuesday night, beep, beep, I'm gone. Well, but no, we want to have faith in God. We want to have faith in God, not things. And I'll tell you one book that, that, that clarifies this. If you read the book of Job, in the first chapter, Satan comes to God. And God says, look at my servant Job. Ooh, he's just the best guy in the whole world. He's righteous. He's wonderful. He loves me. Satan says, yeah, take away his things. Take away his things and see, see if he'll curse you to your faith if you take away his things because his faith is in the things, not in you. God said, okay, go ahead, let some things go, see what happens. And how I many you know it starts going here, his family falls apart, everybody dies, everybody's falling apart, everybody's getting boils on him, he's getting all these stuff. But not once did he curse God, even when his wife... There's your helper. Curse God! You know who's taking everything from me? Curse him, curse him, look what's going on. But he didn't curse God, but notice one thing he did, he asked why. Don't ever ask why. God will give you the answer, but if you look for the why, you'll lose your peace and joy every single time. Right. You've got to come to the fact that you ain't going to know everything down here on the earth. You're not that smart. You're not going to understand. There's going to be a why did this happen in your life many times, and if you spend your whole life trying to, trying to come up with something of why that happened, you're going to waste your whole life trying to come up with something you're never going to know anyway. You see, why did that happen? Why does this take place? Why did that happen here? Why did that happen? Some things you just got to go along with the flow. You see? Just let him go. If God wants to know, he'll let you know. If he don't, so what? It just it happened. There it is. So I'm going to go beyond that. A lot of people leave churches because they can't get by the why. Because the why don't line up with the word. So they get mad. They leave. Uh, see? Can I say something this morning? If you don't preach anything worth listening to, people never get mad at you. That's right. That's right. I didn't get in trouble until I started preaching the truth and preaching the kingdom. Then I get in all kinds of trouble. Lose a, lot, lose a lot of friends, praise God. Hallelujah. Yeah. Yeah. Because you just say, oh, God is going to do it. Just have some hope. He loves you. He's going to do it. God loves you. you. Come back the next week. You're just as bad. Don't worry. God loves you. He's going to do it. Everything's going to be good. And you come back the next week. Don't worry. You're a week closer than you were last week. And after being in that church 70 years, you're going, I don't know if it's going to happen or not. Because there's no responsibility put towards you. But you have a responsibility in this. You're supposed to have faith in God, not in the works of God or the circumstances of God. So Job says, why? Why? And God said, let me ask you a question. Where were you when I made the heavens? How did I do it? You want to tell me? And Job goes, you want to find everything? He couldn't answer, could he? So the whys are not for you. And there's going to be things in your life that, that you can control, and there's going to be things in your life that you cannot control. And let me help you, 10% you can control, 90% you can't. 
So if you're always trying to control every situation that's in your life, you're not going to be a happy person because you can't control those things. And there's some things you're responsible for and some things you're not. So if you raise your kids and you train them up in the way of the Lord the best you knew how at the time and you did it and they go out and end up on grub, drugs, you can't feel guilty the rest of your life and throw the Bible down in God because they're there. You can pray for them, but you're not the one in control of them anymore, and you can't force them, you can't manipulate them, you can't scream at them, you can't holler at them. All you're doing is messing yourself up from walking out of righteousness, peace, and joy in the... There's no peace there. There's no joy there. You find yourself getting out of sorts all the time. That's because your faith has shifted out of God into something else. We don't have enough money. We don't have enough food. Things aren't going right. It just isn't working for us. Well, God's still there, and we're supposed to have faith in him, and he's not going anywhere. So, I mean, you know, Job went through a tough time, but notice in the end, he got twice as much. He didn't give up. He wasn't going to curse God no matter who did. His friends were there. Everybody was there. Telling. He was just going to have faith in God, faith in God. Why is this happening, Job? I don't know, but I'm going to have faith in God. I'm just going to believe God. Well, you're nuts. I don't care. I'm going to believe God. You got boils. I don't care. I'm going to believe God anyway. I'm just going to believe God because I'm supposed to have faith in God. Are you listening this morning? Right. See, we, we've tried to operate in an avoidance faith rather than an enduring faith. See, we think our faith, we're supposed to avoid everything. No problems, no worries, no attacks, no physically attacks. I'm telling you what, you're going to get attacked physically. It just happens. There's going to be someday you wake up, you don't feel very good. What you do in that battle is up to you. If you put it in, I rebuked it and it didn't, didn't go, and now I'm mad because it didn't go. Now you've stepped out of your righteousness, peace, and joy, and the Holy Ghost. You're getting all flabbergasted. You're getting all out of shape. Are you finding me? And once you disconnect from God, you're in trouble. So we don't want to do it in miracles. We don't want to do it in signs. We don't want to do it in wonders. We don't want to do it even in our prayers. We want to believe God. Are you following me? But if it don't happen, it's not your why. It's not your way to make it control. It's not your way to happen. I'm just going to believe God. Yeah. What's going on with the church? We just started the church, and the church barely got any money, and we don't know if we're going to make it till next week. What are you going to do? Believe God. My kids are out there, and they're running around acting like fools, and I raised them up in the church, and they're supposed to be doing something. What are you going to do? Believe, believe God. I believe in God. I'm just going to believe in God. I believe God knows what he's doing. And a lot of things that you go through that are trials and tribulations that you think you had a loss down the road, you're going to find out that it was actually a win. Wow. See, we have this young kid I played basketball with. He ended up getting in some kind of trouble. He had to go to jail, basically. He's in there right now. I'm getting to see him every week and talk to him and everything. Well, I've been praying with him, playing basketball with him, a great kid. I want him to be born again and operate in the spirit of God and operate in all these things. Well, once they find out he's doing something wrong, and they put him in jail. So your initial thought is, thanks. Thanks a lot. Yeah, working on this kid, getting him, and you jerk him and put him in jail. Nice job, God. Excellent job. Congratulations for that. But then you start to pray a little bit, and God says, you wanted me to do something, and something happened. Now go see him and see how much he talks about God now. What are you doing? Reading the Bible. Remember that book you gave me? I never read it. Could you get that book into me now? I might are you following? So it looks like a loss. You just got to stay in faith and believe in God and believe God. And you don't know the, I mean, you know, he knows the end from the beginning. We barely know the beginning for God's sakes. We can't even figure that out. And then you got Jesus. He's got his disciples and he's explaining to them and talking to them. And he feeds them with the loaves and fishes and he heads out and everybody flocks after him. And Jesus says, you ain't coming because you want me. You're coming because you want me to feed you again. 
We want, me to, you want me to do a work for you. You want me to do something for you. You want to follow my works. That's why you're coming to me, not because you're coming to me. And they said, well, Moses, he gave bread in the wilderness to the people, and he fed them every single day. And Jesus said, let me tell you something. It wasn't Moses that fed them anyway. It was my father, and your face shouldn't be in Moses or in the bread. It should be in my father. See? So now watch what he says. He says, I am the bread of life. If you want to eat something, don't come to me for a fish sandwich. Come to me for me because I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. I am the good shepherd. I am all these things. And if you eat of me, you put your faith and trust in me, you will never hunger again. But if you keep going after things, it's not going to work because it's not going to line up for you and you're going to lose this and that ain't going to work out for you and this ain't going to work out for you. Then you're going to be depressed and then you're going to do good and then a promise and then back up and up and up and up. Ever met a Christian like that? Ever met a Christian like that? <laughs> it may be one in the mirror every morning when you get up. And see, why is that? Because we're into things. We're, in, we're into these things. Jesus said a wicked generation seeks a sign and a wonder. Now, how can he say that? We love signs and wonders. We all want signs and wonders. There's nothing wrong with wanting them, but putting your faith in them, there's something wrong with it. So Jesus comes along, and what does Jesus say? Jesus said, you need to put your faith in me. I am the bread. I, I mean, some, there's a lot of different things you can teach on communion, but he's the bread that you're eating. You're saying, I'm going to trust in you only. When I, when I take of the bread and eat it, I am trusting you only, nothing else but you. You're it. And I'm going to drink your blood that supplied everything for me. So I'm going to put my faith in God, not in the things of God. So basically, what are we doing? We're not going to avoid things in our life. They're going to come. They're going to keep coming. They're, they're going to come one right after another. But when these things come, we need to stay our faith in God, not in the circumstances, not in the situations, not in the problem, not in the trial, not in any of these things. It, you can put the same story about the house with the two foundations. Is your foundation in the works of God or in God? Because the storms are going to come, the winds are going to blow, and what is it? Do you have faith in God or do you have faith in the things? And when things don't work out or you lose something or something's taken away or this, see, that's why people don't understand. They have faith in their things and God tells them to give something to somebody and they won't give it because they have more faith in their things than they do with the God of their things. So you've got to have more faith in the source than the resource. See? You can't do that. We can't do that. Does God want us to have things? Yes. But he wants our faith to be in him. See, when you leave this earth, you're n I'm not taking my new car. Won't even know how to work it up there. Won't make any difference. <laughs> Peter will just deny anything works. See, none of that stuff's going to go with you. It'll only be you and God. Then you won't have trials. You won't have problems. You just love God and everything. But down here, we go through things each and every day. And in order to do something about it, basically, you've got to continue to have faith in God. And that's what a kingdom person does other than a Christian person. Christians go after God for what they want and what they need rather than go after him. When you go after him, you don't have to worry. If you seek first the kingdom of God, where is the kingdom of God? It's on the inside of you, isn't it? Everything you need is already on the inside of you. It's already got. So when I'm seeking the kingdom of God, I can't possibly seek the kingdom without seeking the king because he's king over the kingdom. So I want him to be my king. That's why he calls him king. We should be trusting in the king, not the things of the king. 
Because every time we're going to get disappointed, every time we're going to get upset, every time we lose something or it doesn't work out, we're going to, we're going to get worried, we're going to get fearful. Whenever you're worrying, you're already saying that I'm not, I don't have faith in God. People say, well, it's healthy worry. Your Lord. <laughs> Ask the doctor how many of them approve of healthy worry. No, worry is the reason why most of the church is sick. See, and fear, because our bodies were never designed for that. They were designed for righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. And if they're full of fear, shouting, screaming, cussing, hollering all the time, your body says, what's going on here? Everybody's afraid about what they put in their mouth. You better be afraid what goes in your soul. We've got to have some soul diet things on TV. You know, we got anything for the weight, don't we? We need to have some soul things there, praise God. Or come to ours. We'll train your soul. Because that's what's needed, basically. Worry and fear and everything else. Take Daniel. Daniel's praying. They tell him he can't pray anymore. Guess what? He has faith in God, so what's he going to do? He's going to pray anyway. He ain't going to have faith in what that king said. He's not going to have faith in the people around. He's not going to worry about what's going to happen to him. And they come to him and said, sorry, you're going into the lion's den. So he's probably praying, Lord, thank you for the translation out of this place so they can't get a hold of me. I just want to thank you for saving me in this situation. They knock on the door and they take him away tied. He starts walking there. He's thinking, come on, angels, I prayed for you. Come and untie me and get me out of here, out of here. Hey, amen. I mean, no, nothing happened. He gets the lines and he looks down, there they are. Rawr, rawr, rawr. He's saying, oh, Jesus, I'm believing you. And they throw him overboard. On the way down, I love know what he said. When you, ah! But what was he doing? He never lost his faith in God. I'm sure in his mind he had plenty of ways that God could do something for him, but that's not the way it was done. But how many know when he got in the lion's den, right in front of the lions, that's when it came past. Now, I mean, he could have dropped, my God, he could have dropped faith in God a long time ago. He could have said, I'll never, I'll never pray again. <laughs> And I'll tell you the best of this is Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. I mean, they're, they're going to go in the fiery furnace. So you take them there and they say, hey, baby, we're going to light that furnace up twice as hot as it is, which really wouldn't have scared me. It was going to burn me up the first time. What's twice as I can never understand that. Oh, I'm going to get double burned? It's already going to burn me up. How come you're threatening me with double killing me when I can only die once, for God's sakes? So watch what they say. You look it up. We ain't going to go there. But watch what they say. They say, he will protect us and keep us safe, but even if he doesn't, I'm going to have my faith in God. They said, if I burn up like a crispy critter, it doesn't make any difference to me because I'm going to have faith in God anyway. Now, how many know that's real faith? That is real faith. But what did they do? They didn't have faith in the works of God. They had faith in the God of the works. And they kept their faith there all the time. Because God knows what's going on, and many times we don't know what's going on. And things are happening in our life, and we've just got to keep our faith that God knows what he's doing, and we're doing, and we, if we need wisdom, we'll get it. How I many know we'll get it? Amen. Praise God. But you're not going to get it if you're, right. well, like this. I'm trying to hear from God. No, you're trying to hear from you. And then you get three or four different things that you think you want to do. Look at Paul and Silas. We're out preaching the gospel, preaching the kingdom. We're on the radio. We're on the radio in Acts. Hallelujah. Glory to God. We're preaching the kingdom of God. Glory to God. And I want to say rest them. And they put them in the back, back, back. I can't imagine how many rats were probably in there. Put them back, chain them to the wall, put them up there on the wall and everything. Now, how many know that would make you question? 
You told me to preach the gospel. You told me how glorious it was and how good are the feet of those that preach the gospel. What's going on? This isn't fair. This isn't working. The Bible says they were chained up and they were worshiping and praising God. Hallelujah. What happened? Her earthquake came, got out of there, and they got the whole place saved. Come on. Now, you know they didn't see that while they were taken to jail. And they could have grumbled. I'm preaching again. That's it. I don't care. I ain't ever preaching. I'm done with preaching. I've stabbed me in the back for the last time. I ain't going to do it anymore. But no, they stayed in the kingdom. They walked in the kingdom. They lived in the kingdom. And when they got there, they stayed in the kingdom. They kept their faith in God, not in the circumstance, not in the deliverance, not in anything else. But the chains fell off. They came out, and the whole jail people got born again and saved in that situation. See? Well, when tribulation comes, we endure in faith. We stay in faith. We don't walk around like this. Ooh, it's not working for me. Do those things come? Yeah. Are your feelings and emotions going to bang you up? Oh, man, yeah. They're going to climb up all over you in those situations. But our job is to walk in righteousness, peace, and join the Holy Ghost. And you can only do that if you put faith in God himself as your God, as your King, as your Lord, as your Savior. I'm just trusting God. I'm just going to trust God. I'm going to trust God. Don't trust the things you've got. Don't trust the money you got in the bank. Don't trust your pastor. Now listen to me, a lot of places have trusted their pastor, and then when their pastor screwed up, everybody fell apart and backslid. No, we trust God, praise God. We trust the word of God. We don't put our trust in a man, we don't trust in anybody. We put it in God himself. Do you see? That's how some churches fell apart. People preach healing, they end up getting sick and dying, and the whole church don't think healing works. Well, how do you go through it? That's the thing. And how, how much faith do you have when you're in the midst of hell itself, Let's see how you're doing. See, do people know you're in the midst of hell just by looking at you? Say, my God, there's hell all over that person. I know they're going through something. Do you see what I mean? And I'm not telling you this is an easy lifestyle, but it's God's lifestyle, and it works for you. It keeps you in peace and joy. It goes through there. So we do it. There's many times that I got something on me. I'm sniffling. My voice is gone. Everything's gone down, and I just got to keep walking, see, because I'm here. You don't have to. You can hide at home. You can do whatever you want to do. But I'm here. So i got to come here and i got to preach. Even my voice is a little off or a little down. I'm going to keep walking. Why? i got faith in God. I'm going to keep going forward. i got faith in God. Praise God. He says, I'm healed. I'm going to keep walking forward. I ain't going to get upset. I ain't going to cry. I ain't going to break down. I ain't going to fall down. And in life, you're going to have a lot of different things that go wrong. Just don't take the responsibility for everything. My God, some people wear themselves out. Or they're doing that, and that's my fault. And, and they're doing that, and that's my fault, and that's my fault. No, it ain't your fault. You do what you know to do at the time, especially with parents and kids. My God, I see it all the time. Well, if I'd have did this different, you're done. you did it. What are you going to do, go back to when they're five? You taught them everything you knew at that stage when they were five. Now, 20 years later, you know a lot more, but it's the way it is. I mean, you can counsel them. You can give them advice, which they probably won't take. Can all the parents say amen? Amen. So what's going to happen? Sometimes they're going to walk down the wrong road, aren't they? And they're going to end up in a mess, and then they're going to think, gosh, if I'd have just listened to my parents who probably been through this trial, I wouldn't be in the mess that I'm in right now. And then, ain't that the way it works? I mean, if you really got the answer to your kids, tell somebody else to tell them. Come on, I'm speaking truth here. Tell somebody else to tell them. 
Because you'll tell them, and they'll say, I don't want to hear it. And then somebody else will tell them, they'll say, did you hear what I heard today? And you'll say, I want to slap you twice now rather than once. Yeah. Because they've been taught and trained not to listen to us, basically. See? Hallelujah. So, so we're learning. What are we going to do? We're going to walk by faith. We're not going to walk by sight. We're going to walk in it. We're not going to go after Jesus just for the money, just for the food, just for this or that. We're going to go after God, period. We're just going to love God in every situation. We're going to thank him in every situation. We're going to walk through the midst of hell, and we're going to do it. We're going to come to a place where even if this don't work out, I'm still going to trust God in my life no matter what happens in my life because stuff's coming, no question about it. And your joy is a level, isn't it? Your joy can leave quick, can't it? One little upsetting thing and bang, there it goes, right out the window because of your joy. So your joy is basically your gauge. The joy of the Lord is your strength. strength. So you gauge yourself by how much joy you have. Now, it doesn't mean you've got to be laying down laughing all over the place, but it means you're not down and out and depressed at the same time. See, <laughs> If you're depressed, you're after something that you're not getting and you're upset because you didn't get it. And that, that's what our nature was to begin with, wasn't it? We wanted to get what we wanted, and if we didn't get what we wanted, guess what? I mean, you can see it in the kids. Look at the kids. When you have grandkids, you, you'll remember. I mean, they're two years old, and bless God, they want their own way. And if you say no, it's a meltdown. You think that you, you cut their head off and their feet and everything else. So what do they got to do? They've got to be trained, don't they? That things are going to come, and you're not going to get your way the whole time. That's just the way it is, praise God. And sometimes you just got to ignore them. You know? Watch him. What was that about Andy Taylor one time? You ever watch... Andy Griffith? Yeah. All the older people, younger people probably know who he is. Opie. But Opie, yeah, was running around with this kid. And this kid was the son of a rich man. Did you ever see that? And he gave him everything he wanted, a bicycle and all this stuff. And Opie came to him and said, you get all this stuff, how do you do it? And he said, don't you know how to play the kid game? <laughs> and Opie says, no, Dad never taught me that. He said, of course he's not going to teach you that. We kids teach each other that. He says, when you go in, basically, and don't get what you want, you throw a tantrum. You just fall on the floor and throw a tantrum. And then your dad will say, oh, okay, okay. And he said, if that doesn't work, hold your breath. <laughs> and you hold your breath, and they're going to be so afraid you're going to die that they'll get you what you want. So Opie says, nobody ever told me that before. So, of course, he goes into the jail, and he says, Pa, I decided I deserve an allowance, and I ain't working for it anymore. And then he said, all right, you don't have to work anymore, but you ain't getting no allowance. So he went, ah, 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 and Andy said, what are you doing? He said, I'm having a tantrum. He said, oh, okay, have a good time. Goes, so Opie gets frustrated. He stands up and he goes, and Andy says, now what are you doing? He said, I'm holding my breath. He said, well, don't do it too long. It might hurt you. And, he goes, and everything he told him didn't work, see? Now, if it would have worked, how many know? He would have reworked it, wouldn't he? He'd have been holding his breath every time he didn't get what he wanted, see? So what's that? That's the way we are. See, we got all these different ways of getting what, what getting want. But get your mind off things. The Bible tells you not even to worry about what you shall eat, what you shall drink, what you shall wear. If you seek first the kingdom of God and his kingdom, everything will be added unto you. You don't have to worry about that, but your faith has to be in the king and in God himself. It says, have the faith of God. All right, one, one scripture, Acts chapter 14. Get the dust off your Bible today before we go. This is how you keep your peace. This is how you keep your joy, especially as promotion comes. You know, she was talking about getting on the radio. How I many you know when she gets on the radio, there's going to be some things that come up? 
oh, we're on the radio. And then all at once, uh, somebody calls in and tells them that it stinks and they don't like their show or because they're going to do a call in, you know, and hey, your show stinks. And how are you going to respond to something? like One time the microphone may not work right. How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to, all these little things that continue to come against you, that, how are you going to respond to this? How are you going to respond to that? How are you going to respond to your kid doing this? How are you going to respond to your spouse doing that? How are you going to respond to these things? You need to keep your peace and walk in righteousness, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost and keep your faith in God. All right, Acts chapter 14. Now you understand this scripture. Look at verse 22. He says, we're confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through much tribulation enter into what? The kingdom of God. Now we know we don't have to go through tribulation to get into the kingdom of God because we just get born again. This is talking about living the kingdom of life a kingdom lifestyle. How do I live the kingdom lifestyle? Through much tribulation. When tribulation comes, I've learned to walk through it. When this problem comes, I've learned to go through it. When this problem comes, I learn to keep my faith in God, and I go through this, and I go through that, and I just pray. The Bible tells you to pray always. So I'm going to pray about that situation, but I'm not going to try to control that situation. I'm not going to try to get my way in that situation. I'm just going to have my faith in God. And it says through much tribulation. Say much tribulation. Now, if you're younger, you haven't gone as much as we have as we're older. So we may have experience in some of the tribulations that you run into, and we can help you. See, old people, believe it or not, if they're godly people, they do have wisdom. People say gray hair brings wisdom or whatever. But no, as you get older, you've been through some things. You've ran into situations. You've raised kids. You've got grandkids. You've got a spouse now for a long time. You've got So there's some answers that we have there for the younger generation. And that's what we're there for. But if you reacted as a parent outside the kingdom, you'll find your children will react the same way that you reacted in those situations. So as you grow up, you'll, finally, you'll find yourself correcting something that basically they got from you to begin with, see? So now we just say, you know, hey, I did, when, I, when we did that, when we were younger, we didn't know no better, but that's not the way to do it. There's a better way to do it. You just love God. You just trust in him, blah, 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 blah. And basically they can learn from you still at an, at an older age, praise God. So we need to live with faith in God. When you keep your faith in God, every time you see yourself starting to panic or start to worry, your faith has shifted. It's shifted. He don't go nowhere. Yesterday, today, and forever, the kingdom of God is stable, the Bible says. It cannot be shaken. But if you get outside the kingdom, you can be shaken. But if you're in the kingdom of God, it cannot, and God cannot be shaken. So if my faith is in God, I will never be shaken because I'm going to stay right where I'm at. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for your word this morning. I thank you that we have faith in you, Father. Praise God. We, we believe. We know what you're doing. We thank you for giving us the wisdom and situations you need us to have. And whatever we don't need to know, Father, that's fine too. We just love you and thank you and praise you for being a wonderful, marvelous God. They say you're a good God all the time, and you truly are a good God all the time, not just in good times and bad times, but all the time you are a good God. And I thank you for loving each and every one of us and changing our lives on each and every day. In Jesus' name, amen and amen and a amen. amen. All right. Praise God.